Hey everyone, coming up, we'll give you the latest update on Bob Iger and Disney trying to acquire Fox. Uh, we'll also discuss some of the new information that Disney has released as part of their 12 Days of Christmas series. And then we'll talk about four Disney restaurants that don't live up to their theming. And if there's time, we'll maybe talk a little bit about Christmas since that's coming up very soon. So live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 969 of The Diz Unplugged for the week of December 12th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of The Diz Unplugged. I am your host, Craig Williams, filling in for Pete Werner, who unfortunately is sick right now. So he uh, is on the tail end of it. Uh, he honestly probably could have done it today, and I, sh- I should have made him come and sit in, but his throat was a little raspy, and he didn't think anyone would want to listen to him sounding like that. So unfortunately, you get my delightful monotone You have tones. the power to make him do things? Uh, no, absolutely oh, okay. not. But <laughs> he alluded to it. But. I feel that, yeah, I did kind of allude that I may have the power to do that. But no, actually, in fact, he just earlier told me when I told him I'd get him to do something. He said, remember who your queen is. So well, there's, there you go. there's also that. But yes, I am Craig filling in for Pete, as I just said. And today I'm joined alongside by Ms. Teresa Eccles. Mrs. Teresa Eccles. Hey. I don't know how that works. I don't either. I guess if <laughs> Ms. I'm here. Means you're Ms. Divorced. I feel like uh, I did that also steve porter hello uh cory martin i'm just happy to be here and back on the controls rhino clavin hello hello <laughs> ryan hello. i'm play ryan today yeah all right is that okay <laughs> I, it makes me sound like i'm in trouble but sure i'm okay with that okay someone must <laughs> be in trouble i don't know if any of us are in trouble but I know somebody who's in trouble, but she's not here. Okay, let's go. Okay, well, let's move on. So, yes, we have a very fun episode for you today, our final episode of the year. Uh, You may have noticed, as I also was going around the table, that John and Kevin aren't here. So just wanted to mention, because this ties into everything I'm just going to talk about in a few seconds, they're currently on a Viking River cruise, uh, sailing from Budapest to Berlin or something. I I don't honestly don't know what their itinerary was, but that's why they're not here on top of everything else that's been happening. And so they will be back at the start of the year, along with uh, more episodes of the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show, because they didn't get enough pre-recorded before all of their traveling started. So that's why you haven't seen that for a while but that is the good time to mention that besides the dreams unlimited travel show after this week of shows you won't see anything else until january 2nd when we return back for our live show so don't expect to see uh universal after this thursday don't expect to see the disneyland show but Nothing. you still will get Disney dining shows and the best and worst all the way through the holiday break as long as we will try to uh, Mm -hmm. put out as many vlogs and random stuff on off days that we would have shows uh, just so you have some more entertainment if you're already not busy enough with Christmas and whatever you do to celebrate that holiday if you celebrate Mm -hmm. that holiday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I think Hanukkah starts tonight. Does it? Yes, it does. Oh, yeah, it does. Okay. That too. 
all the holidays out there. So, yeah, that's the main thing that I wanted to mention. No more shows after this one. So, in terms of housekeeping, does anyone else have any extra housekeeping? I do. Oh, God. Um, was that too loud? You, no, you scared me. So. <laughs> Um, I just want to give a plug for MagicYourBand.com. They, um, they're great friends of the site. We don't have a, a business relationship with us, but they are great friends. They just started adding some officially licensed products to their, their lineup, um, including Star Wars and stuff like that. Ooh. So they also have some Diz merchandise. So if you want to deck out your iPhone, your iPad, your Magic Bands, um, check them out, MagicYourBand.com. Officially licensed, huh? That's, yeah. Good I for know. them. I agree. That's, that's it. That was quick. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that was a quick one. Oh, oh, I do have one. Okay. Can you give me like two seconds? I forgot the name of the person, but there's somebody specifically who sent us an email that I want to mention, and I have it flagged in my email, so I'm cutting to you while I look I, for it. I don't know how to burn this two seconds, <laughs> oh, Teresa. I feel like you have something. I do, too, but I got to look it up. But we can talk about Twisty Treat until I find the thing. Got it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so I just wanted to... Oh, sorry. Did Go you ahead. Go? I'm done. Okay. So I just wanted to give a shout out to John Errol, who is uh, in active duty in the Navy, um, who has been uh, battling cancer for a little while. But he sent us a really nice email. Um, and he just, I just wanted to say, like, hey, you know, give him a little shout out out there that I got your email was very nice and very thoughtful. And, um, you know, keep up the good fight. Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. Okay, well, if that... I have one now. Okay. I'm ready. Okay? okay. Yes. Can I say Merry Christmas to someone? Yes, please. Everybody. Well, to everyone, but a special Merry Christmas to Alan and Helen. You know who you are. Is that Craig you're talking about? I'm <laughs> just <laughs> No. No? I'm done, okay? okay. No, that's, that's fine. I said my piece. Thank you. Merry Christmas to everyone out there. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. I'm just God trying to one up you. <laughs> okay. Uh. Why don't we just uh, we'll we'll quit on housekeeping while we're ahead here, and we will move into the news this week. So I'm not going to have you read the news because I didn't send you the news stories. So I'll just handle them myself. Go for it, because we all know I really suck at reading the news. Nah, nah you're awesome at it. You're awesome at everything, Teresa. Some things. Excellent. So, first up in the news, Disney CEO Bob Iger will possibly be extending his tenure until 2021 or 2022. Hasn't he done this before? Yeah, he extended it one time before. Don't ask me about the years that he did that. But he's clearly still CEO. So, yeah, he has done it before. He has the power uh, to do that? He does have the power to do that. Okay, keep reading. I believe he's the master of his, his domain. and I think master of the house was what you were looking for. King of the castle. Yeah. Uh, but according to CNBC, Disney CEO Bob Iger will extend his stay in the company beyond the previously pledged time frame of 2019. The reason of this would possibly be because of Disney buying 21st Century Fox assets. So if the deal does go through, it's very likely that Iger will stay with the company for an additional two to three years, pushing back his tenure again until 2021 or 2022. And along with this, a lot of the new speculation, we, we talked a couple weeks ago that potentially Bob Chapek may be a successor to the uh, throne in terms of being Disney CEO. But then a couple hours after we recorded last week's news show, then people started pointing out, well, if 
if this happens, one of the possibilities may be that the Fox CEO, James Murdoch, might actually take over and be one of the potential replacements, which, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, that if they're going to acquire it, it's another big CEO working for another massive company. But he's got a bad rep as a CEO. <gasps> Why? Thing. Tell us. Well, he had uh, another business that he was removed from as CEO uh, for not displaying what they believed were good characteristics of a CEO. So he was not very involved actively mm-hmm. in anything. And so hmm. it concerns me. I also, also, I don't care for his father. It seems like everybody anyway. has a bad rep. Sorry. Comes out every day. Oh, oh yeah! No, Don't even go there. No, a, I didn't. The interesting, I think, the, <laughs> one of the interesting aspects of this too is uh, a lot of people rumored uh, Iger running in 2020, and I feel like this would kind of throw that out the window because oh, good he point. can't be CEO and president at the same time. Running so. for yeah. president? Yeah, you didn't know that? No, she yeah. doesn't listen to a Disney podcast. She doesn't know. I sometimes I do. Maybe I heard that. I don't know. Yeah, but at the same time too, I guess. He could continue on as CEO through until he has to pick up and start getting very serious about campaigning in the election. So, I mean, time frame wise, if everything goes smoothly, smoothly with the acquisition of Fox and they start getting all their cards in order, you know, this is all just. No, well, if it goes, if he wants to be CEO until 2022, how's he going to do that if he's president at the same time? It's, I mean,. It's all still speculation on how long he's going to stay sure. in terms of all of that. So it's just they're saying it's likely that he will. That doesn't mean it's definite. So, uh, But there's also other little rumblings that have been going on around this, too. Last week also, uh, the Walt Disney Company added two new members to the board. Uh, on February 1st, they will welcome Safra Katz, chief executive of Oracle, and then Francis D'Souza chief executive of Illumina to its board of directors. So they don't know uh, what committee the new members will serve on, but they'll join other people like Facebook's Sheryl Sandberg and Twitter's Jack Dorsey. Uh, So it's two big new members that have a lot of experience in the business world. So it's just, it feels like they're setting up for something much bigger. Well, it makes me wonder, both of them are tech people. Um, so it makes me curious if this originally it seemed to come out at the same time that the fe- the Fox speculation was coming out. So I thought it was related <laughs> to that. But the more uh, I looked into these two particular people, they're very tech heavy. So I'm wondering yeah. if this has to do with the whole streaming, you know, hmm. stuff. Yeah, it could be with that too. So it's the way of the world, Steve. Everyone must be tech heavy now. I guess so. Well, I mean, I mean, Iger came from television. You know, he he seemed like an un. I mean, I don't want to say unqualified, but he wasn't a guy that you were like, this guy's going to run my theme park. I guess too. So I guess nobody, we don't really, nobody's going to look ideal until they're in the spot or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying you to keep an know. open mind. You never know, but if the deal happens with Fox right now, the speculation is it'll be this Thursday, which mm. will be very interesting because we won't be able to talk about it then until. Next year. So it's old news. Which it feels good. Yeah, it'll be way old news by then. Oh, you're not so. doing the daily fix? No, we'll still do that. But we don't really give, we don't go in depth on our thoughts and feelings. Otherwise, it would be like a 20-minute daily fix every day. Okay. That'd be way too long. It so, would be. Yeah, it would be. 
just like this. So let's move on. <laughs> okay, an off-duty cast member is fired for carrying a concealed weapon at Disney Springs. The Disney Transportation cast member was reportedly fired last month for carrying a concealed weapon uh, at Disney Springs again on his day off, which is not allowed according to Disney's policies for off-duty cast members. The situation has caused the former cast member to question whether or not the company violated his Second Amendment rights. Sam Martinez worked at Disney for five years. He has a valid concealed carry permit and had it with him. The gun was not out in the open, but apparently security officers could somehow tell that Martinez was carrying a weapon underneath his shirt. Uh, Martinez said, I exit a store and I've got sheriffs around me. I've got security around me. I was treated pretty much like a criminal. They said, you can't have that there and you can't be a Disney employee and be carrying that. It's against our policies. Martinez says, well, I've never been informed of that. Martinez was promptly suspended for 19 days and was fired upon his return. He stated that there was no signs at Disney Springs saying he couldn't carry his gun and argued that he was legally carrying a weapon on his day off, making him question if Disney had the right to let him go. He says it's a Second Amendment right for him to legally carry. He did everything legally, and now it's almost like I'm being punished for it. Martinez has since learned that cast members are strictly prohibited from bringing weapons onto <laughs> Disney property, whether it be a theme park, resort, hotel, or Disney Springs. He says that if he'd known that ahead of time, he would not have been carrying mm. the gun. So first off, why was he there on his day off? Who does that? Okay. Mm. And <laughs> they said to him, hey there, you can't have that? That's what you said? Something like hey, that? You, you hey, there. you. Hey, you. You can't have that. His here. statement was... I exit a store, and I've got sheriffs around me. I've got security around me. I was pretty much treated like a criminal. They said, you can't have that here, and you can't be in a Disney employee and carrying. You can't have that here. So. You can't, I don't, yeah, you can't have a concealed weapon anywhere on Disney property, right? No. No, no, you're no, you're no, not. no it's like, definitely not. Okay, no, either way, employee or non-employee. You shouldn't have that. We then. were we went to Candlelight Processional last night, and Julie always keeps mace in her purse. Um, just I, I try to make sure that she always has a new can of mace. Um, but we're walking through the parking lot. She goes, "Oh, I forgot to have mace in my purse." So we ran back to the car. Oh, you can't so, have she, that there. Either? Well, I don't know, but it's I'm we're not, sure not going to take can. the chance. Yeah. Uh, but even something like mace, we're like, okay, no. Uh, shit, I won't even keep a toothpick in my pocket. <laughs> you know? I, just, I just meant in the way where like people are licensed to be concealed weapon. You know, obviously you can't. It's private property. But um, yeah, I don't. I, it seems weird to me that he would work there so long and not know the rule at Disney is no concealed well, weapons. Period. No weapons. Period. Yeah. What, what scares me about these stories is if he didn't know how long has he been doing this and how long have are there other people that just. I mean, he makes a valid uh, – I don't remember if he said this in the article or if it said it in the article, but there was a valid point made where there's not a posted sign anywhere. And, like, I don't know that it has to be a posted sign either because I feel like it should be a common yeah. sense thing. You don't bring weapons to a theme park. Well, but. that's all – that all begs the question, should Disney at some point in time start treating Disney Springs – like they do the theme parks. And yes. when I, you leave a parking garage or you come mm-hmm. in off a bus or drop off whatever, make I, you go through metal detectors. I 100% think they should. And wasn't mm-hmm. it the... Um, um, well, downtown what, was, Disney and Disneyland is treated that way. Yeah. yeah. Well, and wasn't the Pulse Shooter, wasn't the place he also like was thinking about was 
downtown Disney at the time, Disney Springs now. Yeah, I was believe that, that was one of the they locations st- they said he staked out. Yeah, so was, if that's, mm. I mean, that makes me think they definitely should. Yeah, no, I, it's, Disneyland has been doing it, like Rhino said. They've been doing it for a year now or so. Universal has been doing it for. Ever. Uh, yeah, Seems for like. a little bit, over, about two years, I think, they've been doing mm-hmm. it with. Yeah, theirs was always only on like uh, theirs they the only did version, metal though. detectors on nights with Halloween Horror Nights, and that was right when you were getting in the park. But mm-hmm. once they adopted the metal detectors and a lot stricter policies, you know they went all out. So when you go there and you show up at their hub, they have the whole line of metal detectors that you have to go through before you can get to City Walk or the parks. Mm-hmm. They've got yep. actual X-ray machines mm-hmm. to check the bags instead of. Wasting time going through rifling, opening up well, absolutely. And I'm fine with pocket. that. 100%. Oh, it's a much yep. simpler process. Yep. Well, why? Yeah. Okay, he's been an employee for five years. Didn't he read the handbook? It had to have been in the handbook. It had to have been well, somewhere. Traditions. Let's go back to. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's more or less just, I think it's a common sense thing. I, I agree. If, why? If you yeah. can't bring this stuff into the theme parks and you know you can't because, again, you have metal detectors yeah. making sure that you don't do that, why? Why would you think that you can take it to Disney Springs, too? That's not some special part of property where all rules go out the window. I think people – I mean, I can, I guess, relate to – not relate to this person at all, but, like, to the idea that Disney Springs is a little different because, like, kind of how, like, uh, it's not treated the same way. Like, you, I've thought it before when I was walking, you know, and I have all my stuff in my backpack for the for the Daily Fix. I always think it's so much easier to do it here because I don't have to, like – go through and have it all looked at or, or at universal it's a lot easier because i'd rather just put my bag down and have it go through an x-ray machine it's the idea of like somebody having to sit there unzip everything go through everything have this conversation and then them ask me a million questions about why i have a video camera in my backpack mm-hmm. yeah. whereas i'm like is this really a threat my camera is the threat you know like and i'm not trying to be rude about it because i've met some very nice security people but i just think everybody going through metal detector everybody through an x-ray machine would be the right idea but then you have to ask the question too because disney springs is set up very similar to like the outlets why don't they do it at the outlets you know like why don't they do it at outside malls and then you ask yourself, you know, with what happened in New York with the guy in the subway, why don't they do it as you get on the subway? Where's the line, you know? Where- yeah, I mean, there obviously would have to be a line. I think with Disney, though, if you're going to do it at four theme parks, you should do you it. You might as well property. just do it at the last one. Saying that for like the outlets, that's different. That would be up to whoever owns yeah. the premium outlets. That would be up to them to make decisions on I, that. But I also think that there, this is kind of sad and depressing but i think sometimes shooters would want to attack a place like disney because it's disney and it has that name uh and that would get their name yeah, out that's there. true um where i don't know if it i i mean this is dark and depressing but i don't think a outlet would really i mean it would be equally mm-hmm. as sad but it wouldn't the impact. name di- yeah. shooting at disney would impact be wouldn't it. Be, it would have yeah. to be the disney store at the outlets yeah right i at the end of the day i do feel bad for the cast member for because he genuinely seemed like he didn't know this policy. Well, and he was based on a statement, and he wasn't doing anything that's breaking the rules that he's learned. You know yeah. what I mean? If he's got a permit and he's doing the right thing, like I'm saying, is if he were going to an outlet, it wouldn't have been a thing. Maybe he's just yeah. It's know. you know, at the end of the day, though, you break a rule for company that you work for, something like that. They have every right to enforce it. Well, so whether you knew the rule or not, yeah, yeah, whether you know it or not, I'm, that's 
that's just the case. So I feel terribly for him, but hopefully he's able to find a job in a similar field somewhere else that uh, that this won't affect him ever again in the future. And that's all I have to say about that. So that is it for the news per se, and we are going to move into our discussion topic now, Mm -hmm. which could be a fun one. So this week we are talking about four Disney restaurants that don't live up to their theming. So this started as an article on the Diz by our contributor Mike Hughes, does a lot of good stuff for us, and basically... The point of the article is right in the title. He was listing out four Disney restaurants that he believes don't live up to their actual theming. And we'll go through some of these and and say say what we actually feel on it. So, you know, he he does admit that the theming and concepts behind Disney restaurants are unparalleled. uh, But basically, these restaurants, food-wise are completely disappointing when you compare them to the actual concept and the theming that are followed through at the restaurant. So we'll start with the first one that he talks about, and I feel like that's an easy place to start because we've talked about it a lot lately, but uh, Be Our Guest. So Really? Yeah, Mike thinks that Disney World's flagship restaurant is Be Our Guest, uh, it, except um, you know maybe Cinderella's Royal Table, but it's completely immersive. But the food has tapered off and the service has gotten lazy. So uh, he basically just believes that it completely relies on theming. And what does anyone think about that? Well, when I first read the when I first read the article and I I saw the list, I kind of skimmed through it at first, and then I read through it. That because every every restaurant he lists, when I when I think of theming, I think of like the environment, and I Mm, didn't necessarily think of the food. But then when you start thinking of the food. You know, it, you know, in you know, with the theming, I don't know. It's um, I've been there a couple of times. I enjoy the theming there, the environment of it. But I think I agree with the the food. You know, there were certain things that uh, that are great. Steve, yeah, d- I, didn't you eat there recently? Yeah, and I think uh, actually, me and Pete were talking about, and Sean and uh, Charles were talking about how. Oh no! Wait, was it you? I was there with you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we were talking about how the quality and the service of food was just not up to par with what it used to be uh, when they first opened. See, and that's the only time I've been there is when it first, like, I, I think it had just opened. Because you could still, like, walk up and go to lunch there. Um, so I haven't really had, like, a sit-down dining experience in there. And when I was there then, I thought the food was good. I thought it was like really good because it was different from what you found everywhere else and, and it felt fresh and new, but that makes me sad if that's in, the case now. In my opinion, the quick service, the lunch has gotten a lot worse, even worse than the dinner. Uh, yeah, I don't I, know why that's true, but I feel like it is. I, it's been a long time since I've had the quick service lunch. I actually probably haven't had that since the last time I did it was kind of like what Rhino was saying when you used to have to go and wait outside oh, wow. in the sun for yeah. Yeah, 30 changed. minutes to an hour. Yeah, I just – it was – I think I waited like 30 minutes outside and it was one of those days where they were handing out umbrellas and yeah. glasses of water just to get wow. people uh, cooled down in that line. And after you suffer through even a short time like that but you suffer through that wait to then get inside – I don't think any quick service can ever then turn around and be like, 
Here, this is amazing. This makes up for it. Yeah. So I just haven't been back for that. But dinner, I, I've done dinner there three times now. The first time I did it, it was just a romantic date night with Kylie. And that was like the with that one, the food was good, but it didn't really matter so much. It was more being there in the moment. Uh, and, you know, the food, it seemed elevated because of that. And then next time I went with my family, it was very similar to that. But then the night that we went to review it and I was like, OK, well, yeah, the theming's great. Put that aside and actually look at the food. It just I think uh, Disney's realized mm. that they're going to get reservations in this place because of people wanting it just so for bad. the environment like right. i want to bring my kids there just for the environment just to see yeah, what it, it is yeah. and so disney's probably said from a business perspective hey people are going to book here just because they want to get in the room why don't we make it less expensive i mean why don't we cut the cost of this food and get lower quality stuff now i haven't been there for breakfast yet so i can't talk on that I mean, any of y'all been there for breakfast it's been a long time it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Sorry. So, I don't know why I have to go on that music. I, I mean, breakfast. Is there any truly good theme park breakfast anywhere, though? Uh, the only place that I've had something at breakfast on Disney that I did enjoy was at the Kona Cafe, I think. Yeah, I think like that's Kona. what it was. They had, like, stuffed French toast or something. But that's not a theme park. Oh, no. That's right. You're so, right. I don't know. It's just... You know, I, I know how I like making my eggs at home. I hey, think with the gray stuff. With yeah, with the gray. <laughs> oh, I feel like you can, you can go spend four dollars and get a moons over my hammy at Denny's, and it's going to be anything. It's going to be better than anything you can get at Be Our Guest. So it's just Be Our Guest. I completely agree that it should be on the list of disappointing. The next one up. His suggestion, Beer Garden, says Beer Garden transports you into a small Bavarian village during Oktoberfest and brilliantly makes you feel outside while you're inside. Agree with that. The level of immersion is matched by its fun performances and party vibe with traditional German singers that bring guests on stage. Uh, they start every day with a ceremony, which a random guest taps the keg and gets a free beer. Oh. Uh, and... <laughs> So he says it's very fun and immersive, but the food doesn't keep up unless you're a huge sausage fan like him. Uh, <laughs> hey, I was about to be like, I have no issue with the food. And then what they say. Uh, for the rest of you, there are a few options at this buffet-style restaurant. So steer clear of Beer Garden if you can't stand lunch meat. Uh, the tables seat eight people. So if you have a smaller party, you're going to eat with strangers as well, too. But that's any good kind of Bavarian-style restaurant. You have the nice long long wooden tables where you all share seating together. I mean, I, but I like German food. So I, I don't know if I agree with this. It's been a little while since I've eaten at beer garden, but while it's not amazing German food, not every city has German food readily accessible. So I think it's one of those things that still might be a little bit more unique and common. Like I can't imagine there's a lot of German restaurants in new Orleans. Oh, no, not on Bourbon Street. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, I, Those it's, German po' boys. <laughs> uh, it's been years since I've eaten there, but the last experience I had there, I I enjoyed all the food. I don't I don't know. It's like I understand what he's saying. It's It, it was – what I remember is it was, was a lot of meats and a lot yeah. of potato stuff. But I'm like that's – and that's probably terrible American of me associating that with German food. But that's this, the American – perception of it so that's what they're going to give you is what the perceived food is but. i mean that's a lot of it though when i went to germany it's what did you eat it you basically had meat 
all the time. It was whether it was at breakfast having sausages and then in the in the uh, lunch, you know, having Wiener schnitzel, which mm-hmm. is people like I think a lot of time people hear Wiener and they think that that's going to be a hot dog, too. But really, that's usually just like a chicken or chicken or pork cutlet. It's pounded up and then deep fried breaded. Mm-hmm. So uh, not that, but still excellent, delicious. At dinner, you might have stuff like sauerbraten or other roasted meats or fish. So it's actually, it's pretty, I, for Pennsylvania, it was kind of just like normal food that you had. A lot of like mm-hmm. comfort food, basically. But uh, I guess if you think German food is only sausage, then you might have that negative perception on it but this is one of the few restaurants like around the world showcase where you can actually smell the food before you even get close to the restaurant you just like you just step into the country you can all you can already smell that food and also those restrooms those are my favorite ones <laughs> all the way in the back those are the, i didn't even know about my secret exactly yeah. nobody knows mm. best restrooms there you go best restrooms may not be the best restaurant best restrooms i don't think this is disappointing but that's just me and i guess rhino doesn't either no yeah i like it i want to go eat there again. i've, I've never, never been. been okay never i love been. it i've seen the entertainment food. on my way to the restaurant. Yeah, the atmosphere is it's great. fun <laughs> eating with strangers it's all good yeah wait so you've never been but you know where the hidden bathrooms are how did that work out you know you know what they say. You, you know what they say. Les bon Okay, so next up. <laughs> Mike says, Coral Reef. If you watched Full House as a kid like him, you've probably wanted to go to Coral Reef ever since you saw Uncle Jesse swim past the dinner table while Danny tried to propose to his girlfriend, Vicky. Uh, this is one of the coolest concepts for a restaurant, so it's even more disappointing that the seafood here is subpar. There are a few places around where you can eat a meal while looking into one of the largest aquariums in the world. However, the food's lacking, the fish is often bland or undercooked, and the seafood dishes are unimaginative. Here, come to watch fish swim past your table and hope it distracts you from the overpriced food. While the food is overpriced there, I still have yet to have a bad meal there. So, I don't, I guess I'm in the minority. I've had feels food there that wasn't amazing, but it also wasn't, like, terrible, yeah, it's a middle of the road for me too. Like it's never bad. It's never yeah, I it's like a solid 7 usually. Where it's, you know, it's not my favorite, but it's not horrible. Yeah, I it's just I think it's one of those expectation things too. Like don't go to a seafood restaurant and then order a steak. Yeah. It's probably not going to turn out that well for you. Uh, you know, going back to John and Kevin, their the the sad little crab cake that it's just stuck with everything with the Diz for so long. Like, I would never personally go there and order a crab cake. That's just how I feel. I would go, mm. if I want a crab cake, I'm going to go to Maryland. <laughs> crab like, cakes and football. Just what mm. you do. Or go to a restaurant that's, like, known for having crab cakes. Don't just get it because it's on the menu. So while they have some missteps in the menu, I think the last time I ate there, I had a fantastic meal. And they always have, like, like the charbroiled octopus is part of their appetizers and that's been amazing every single time i've gotten it that was the one thing i did enjoy when we went um like for me for seafood i like you know either sushi quality or like straight up new orleans style spicy seafood so anything that's even close to being bland i'm going to be disappointed with but you know the environment the theming is great if the you know 
if the food can stay consistent. Because I, I think I think the issue maybe with this restaurant, considering there are so many people that hate it, so many people that like it, maybe it's the incons- inconsistency of it. Uh, maybe it's the quality of fish they're getting. Um, maybe that's not consistent. But the you know, I think I enjoy lot, the octopus. That's I think good. a lot of people too just want red lobster. They want basic. Oh, see, oh. they want basic shrimp and well. Cheddar Bay biscuits are <laughs> one of the most amazing things to ever exist. Uh, What's that? The biscuits that the they biscuits give you. Biscuits that they give you at Red Lobster. Oh, okay. Well, I'm. Oh my god! <laughs> you just, <laughs> just you can buy it at the grocery store now and make them yourself. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. I know you like Cheddar Bay biscuits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really a Red Lobster fan, though. Hey, that's fine. Oh. I'm not either. If I walked in, it would kill Kylie. The last time we were there. It, basically did we were there for 15 minutes and had to walk right out but uh you know if if you're if that's more your level kind of like mainstream style basic seafood i think even even something like coral reef might have a little bit too many variations for you but regardless people go there and don't necessarily like it think it's overpriced and that's why it made this list I do appreciate uh, Mike's full good description of full house the episode though yeah no it's <laughs> yeah that was nice it was. No, he, he nailed it. So. What's next? What's next? Finally wrapping up, San Angel Inn. So, Which Featured on Fuller House. <laughs> <laughs> Mike says he hadn't gone to San Angel Inn for years because of the consistently bad food. Uh, that's, of course, the one that's inside the Mexico Pavilion, not the one outside. Uh, he was looking for a date spot with his girlfriend to Disney World, and he was fooled again. Uh, he likes that it's right beside Grand Fiesta Tour and the Maya Temple, but... Uh, besides that, it just suckers you in. The service was outstanding. Host was accommodating. They got a table on the water with no reservation, but it was unforgettable. The food is unforgivable. He's a foodie who usually eats everything except the napkin, and the plate's still all left with food. I have a question. Yes, sir. Does uh, T-Rex Cafe not count as a Disney restaurant? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's on Disney property, so people consider it i'm just thinking about the four restaurants that have been named in this list like as far as theming goes like i probably would have put that on the list since that is an incredibly mm-hmm. themed, themed restaurant theme park right i wonder if he there was just theme but park that, I, no this maybe was, it was uh, but i don't disney. know maybe because disney it's yeah. not owned and operated by disney it's whoever runs T-Rex the, is just bar food yeah but but you can't deny the theming inside of the restaurant that's no. the, that's the thing Theming's so theme. i'm just thinking about san angel inn like i don't the th- there's theming because it's already inside of a pavilion. I don't really think it. I don't know. It's just yeah. Technically, San Angel Inn. It's not even. That's like T Rex Cafe. That's not a Disney-owned restaurant. Is it not? No. No. Oh, it's. Uh, I can't remember the name of the company. It's the same people who run La Cava, though. Oh, okay. Again, that's oh, wow. not. That's an outside company that's buying that space hmm. in the Mexico Pavilion. So, uh, yeah, they're just they're using the space that Disney designed and. Fortunately, Disney designed a very beautiful pavilion inside the Mexico Pavilion, and it, the restaurant really gets to benefit because of that. I don't know. It's, it, you know, everyone just has their different tastes in Mexican food. Exactly. So I, it's like the argument that we make in terms of Nine Dragons all the time. You, how can you really justify going and spending $20 on an entree at Nine Dragons when you could get Delivering. a massive portion of ten dollar mm-hmm. delivery of your favorite chinese That's a good point. same thing with mexican my favorite dive mexican place uh, that used to be right by my house i can go in there for eight dollars and 
not be able to finish my food at all. And it's the best thing that I've ever had. So unlike the food truck we went to. And, no, the food truck was good. It's just—it was the hot sauce. It was the hot sauce. But I mean, it that is really a, took me down. It is a shame that this isn't a really consistently great place food-wise because I, I of all uh, Mike's list, this is probably the one I agree with the most of the location being beautiful and the food being consistently bad. I just don't understand the theming part of this. That's all. I, you know what I mean? Like, so he's saying. He, no, I, I mean, I, I get what he's saying. I just, I don't, I, this is not a restaurant I even would, I think, would have thought of theming-wise. I get that it's supposed to be Mexican food themed because it's in Mexico. I just don't, I don't know. It's a I weird. I think he's saying, are, are you confused about the theming of the food? I think he's saying the theming of the location. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're eating in a great location but yeah. the food that is completely themed, Okay, but the food is not good. I guess. I don't think of this restaurant as a completely well-themed, I don't. You know what I mean? There's there's a difference between like this restaurant. I is think you're kind of in, kind of consumed themed. in that environment, though. Yeah, right? I, agree. I mean, like when you're eating there, you're, you're like consumed with the, you know, with the ride going by. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's 100 percent immersive. Yeah. you're in a Mexican market, but it's incidentally themed. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's it's themed. Whereas these other places specifically. They went, they became, I don't know what I'm trying to say. They made their own world, whereas this one was put into a world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I, okay. I said that like 30 seconds ago. I don't think I understood <laughs> what you said. I'm too I'm hot in here. I don't it know. Is, <laughs> it is very brisk, despite the weather being uh, like finally kind of br- coming br- back up in Florida. It's in the 70s today. Uh, this house is kind of in that imbalance in the air conditioning we really need to be we're in the furnace from home alone right yeah now is what it's I feel probably like. only 70 degrees but it feels like 90 so i know we're all struggling with it but that's it for that discussion because he's out of places there so we'll start moving along and get through rabbit fire and i'm actually going to go first in order to add in some extra time to this show and so we'll start with my rapid fire, and that's that Disney on Broadway lineup was announced last week for the Festival of the Arts, and this will uh, include weeks of performances starting on January 12th, running all the way to February 19th, and the performers will be kind of as followed January 12th to 15th, You or actually January 12th to 15th, and then January 19th to the 22nd, you can see Cara Lindsay and Kevin Massey, they'll be performing songs from Tarzan, Aladdin, Newsies, and Frozen on the January... What are they from? What's that? What are they from? I didn't write down that information. Oh, I'm sorry. I would say that... They probably are from Don't. some of the things they're going to sing songs about, maybe. Okay. Go with that. I'll go with that. January 26th to <laughs> 29th and February 2nd to the 5th will be Kissy Simmons and Alton Fitzgerald White. They'll be singing songs from Tarzan, The Lion King, Aida, Aladdin, and The Little Mermaid. And then February 9th to the 12th, as, long, as well as the 16th to the 19th, it'll be Ashley Brown and Josh Strickland. And they'll be singing songs from Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, Mary Poppins, Newsy, and Frozen. Well, I know she's I, Mary yeah. Poppins and he's Tarzan. So exactly. That's, I knew those two. Those were easy ones. And yeah. they're the ones who I saw last year. Yeah, me too. At this event. And I... They were excellent. They were they were very good. They put on a heck of a show. So I look forward to try to see one of the different acts this year that I didn't get to see last year. Maybe the one with Lion King and Aida. That one sounds interesting. Mm. But we'll see. Okay, thanks, Craig. Moving along, Teresa. A heck of a show. One heck of a, one hum doozy of a show. <laughs> doozy. 
All right. New renderings and details revealed for Disney's Skyliner transportation system. Ooh. Ooh, let's talk about it. Disney Parks blog has just shared additional artist renderings and details on how the new system will give guests a whole new view from the sky as they travel from select Disney resorts to Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios. Iconic Disney characters will be displayed on the outside of select Disney Skyliner cabins, giving the appearance of that character riding with the guests. Ooh. Sounds Scrumptious, doesn't it sound (laughs) scrumptious? Scrumptious? I don't know if that's a word I'd use. I want to ride with these, you know, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> Continue. I think, I think it'll be fun. I'm done. I'm not. I'm done. You're not going to talk about the other things with it. it like each one is individually. The design of the Disney Skyliner Station at International Gateway at Epcot will be inspired by the park's nearby European pavilions and will be covered with metal and glass canopies, hand-painted murals, and ornamental steel structures that harken back to the early 18th century Art Nouveau style. Guests traveling to Epcot via the Disney Skyliner will be welcome to the welcome to the park with a rare bird's eye view of World Showcase. For those of you listening, Excellent. you're missing out on some wonderful arm choreography. Yeah, it's, it's you should stop this and for listening and watch this. Continue on, please. That's it, isn't it? No, no. Yeah. The Disney <laughs> Caribbean Beach Resort Station will be the hub of activity for Disney Skyliner. This station is inspired by the open-air village marketplaces of the Caribbean and will showcase the nearby resort's architectural detailing and color schemes. At this station, passengers will be able to transfer gondola routes to reach their destination or are invited to sit and admire the waterfront resort. This is where you'll always find Kathy Worling riding a gondola. So He's sitting there day after day. <laughs> Uh, Should we let one? her finish? Is Should it, we yeah. let her finish? Yeah, yeah. We'll let her finish. Let her finish. <laughs> there's more? There is, right. But Kanye. wait, there's more. <laughs> the design style of the station at Disney's Hollywood Studios will fit with that of the park's main entrance and bus stations. Passengers traveling here from Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort station can expect a new aerial perspective of the park's iconic attractions, like Twilight Zone's Tower of Terror. Whoa. Any, any other ones? Disney Pop Century Resort and Disney Art of Animation Resort will share a Disney Skyliner station that feels whimsical. Ooh. Mm. 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 <laughs> All that whimsy. Upon departing the gondola station, Skyliner passengers will ascend over Hourglass Lake and enjoy a panoramic view of the colorful resort. <laughs> I love it. This Backstreet Boy choreography. Can I end now? Yeah. Can I end? Can you, can you finish? There's more? Oh, there's more. Cabins are going to slow down at the Disney Skyliner turn station along Buena Vista Drive. Slow down. And guests will be able to see the mechanical and aerial elements that make up the Disney Skyliner. So we get, essentially we're not going to cover up the, the inner workings. Yeah. yeah, you can watch it. It's a fun way to see. You can see the theming. <laughs> you can see the guts. Yeah. I'm, Art Nouveau style. That's going to be interesting. I'm excited right? about that one, yeah. Yeah. So looking at, I was at Epcot the other day, and like seeing where the station's going to be, and knowing where that's going to be, and knowing where, where is Caribbean gonna be, Beach Steve? is going to be. Well, it's going to be right outside uh, the International Gateway exit, where that big giant open space currently is. Correct. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, but then seeing that, and then knowing where Caribbean Beach is, it looks like it's going to be going behind World Showcase. So are we going to have the gondolas like in the background of <gasps> behind the ball? No, no, no. behind oh, all showcase. the countries. 
because oh. I feel like that'll mess with the theming a little bit. You're upset about the eye the eye line now. It's going to yeah. be ruined. That if you're looking from Future World into World Showcase, you're going to see a gondola going in the background. Steve, I'm not sure what the Steve, height's going to be. As soon as we know, we'll share more information with you. Oh, okay. Oh. But you didn't do share more information with you. You missed an arm choreography opportunity. I've got a gesture, but I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> This it's gonna mess with it, it's I, gonna it's gonna impact the skyline regardless of where you're at yeah. on property. Um, maybe I'll just put a a scrim on, on that side. Yeah. It'll just you know it'll change from you know Italy to each country. What I do you li- think? I like the idea of interconnecting all the stuff. Essentially, Animal Kingdom's getting nothing. But I, I don't think I ever felt like I was truly transported away when standing in any country at the World Showcase. <laughs> so I doubt seeing a sauerkraut. Gondola. Smell of sauerkraut? No. <laughs> In the, when you're inside, but when you're standing outside of a country looking at it, I don't think I'm going to be bothered by seeing a gondola move past the tiny, tiny little Eiffel Tower that's sitting up in France. I it's think it's exciting. Country. I like this the whole yeah. idea. I like yeah, the only thing it's going to do is ruin perspectives. But hey, well, it's kind of going happen. back to your article about you know how transportation needs to improve, right? Mm-hmm. So this is yeah, this get is with an it. improvement. You can't have your cake and eat it well, too. Well, my argument though right? is that the Magic Kingdom's transportation needs to improve. Gotcha. Because Ooh. getting to the Magic Kingdom is literally impossible. A nightmare. Oh. Yep. Man, yeah, you I just want that. it all. Everyone, everyone should just have to park one it's step a at a time. One step at a time. Over. Okay, not to go on a side tangent, but now that we're talking about it, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> they need to have an annual pass holder slash DVC parking lot next to the Contemporary. Hijack the show over here. Wow, I agree. <laughs> when Bob Iger's president, maybe we'll get that what? <laughs> <laughs> of the com- of the country. Oh, not the. <laughs> Okay, whatever. Okay, well, Steve, what's your rapid fire? Oh, I wasn't ready because I was on that side tangent. Um, <laughs> tangent over. A it's new show is coming uh, to Animal, Disney's Animal Kingdom in 2018. Um, it's going to be an Up theme show. Uh, Disney's Pixar's Up. Um, and it's going to be located in the Flights of Wonder stage. So it's not known, but it is speculated that the Flights of Wonder will be gone, um, which Just I'm very excited about. December, yeah, I was going to get there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, December 31st, it'll be gone. I'm kind of excited about that because I hate Flights of Wonder. You just said you didn't know if it was going to be gone or not. No. He but did. It's speculated that it's the final showing is going to be on the 31st, according to Jack oh, Gailey's oh, article. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, I missed I thought that was a definitive, like they had announced it. Sorry. So, what's happening in the new show? What do you know? So, if, I mean, based by it, if I'm not reading it, Incorrectly, they are literally going to have a bunch of birds flying around, but you'll see Russell and Doug there. And I'm assuming is that the gist of I'm it. I'm assuming Kevin's going to make an appearance because they do as he runs through because he's flightless. Well, yeah, and you used to be able to meet Kevin as well. It used to be Doug Russell, uh, old man. What's old man's name? Carl. 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 <laughs> Carl. And I, th- I think I have a picture with Kevin. Wasn't it all four of them originally at Hollywood Studios when the movie first came out and they did the meet and greet? I didn't I'm going to have to consult yet. my photographer. So the birds uh, are still going to be there? Yeah, so it looks like they will have close encounters with amazing winged creatures. So I, so it's going to be Flights of Wonder with up characters. They're just kicking it up a notch. Which, I mean, good. Won't the balloons scare the birds? They've got to have balloons, <laughs> right? What? 
No, they're not going to have the house, Teresa. <laughs> then you're going to have birds flying into balloons. It's like, what balloons are you talking about? I know about? that was a setup I... joke, but <laughs> it, it still dead. irritated me I'm so sorry. much. Okay, I actually don't think Kevin was there. I think he was a cardboard cutout, and I remembered my past incorrectly. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, it's so hot in here. It is. It is. My Corey. Christmas tree's melting. <laughs> Corey. Okay. You can spend New Year's Eve at the Edison at Disney Springs at Walt Disney World. The Edison at Disney Springs will be hosting a, a dazzling gala grand opening on New Year's Eve. The industrial gothic style restaurant will serve extra, extraordinary food, exceptional cocktails, plus a spectacular lineup of world class. Entertainment. Oh, hey, you're taking my. I almost said the word. Taking my stuff. Uh, Doors open at 7:30. You got to be 21 and up to get in. It's 125 bucks a person plus tax and gratuity. But most of these things say gratuity included, so I'm not sure how you do that. Um, But you know, there's going to be a. Do you see? There's a dress code. Really? Oh, I think it's like a permanent dress code. You can't wear flip flops in there ever. Yeah, and they have really? to be dress shorts. And yeah, that was kind of. I think that shorts. was because the Edison. This isn't the only Edison, right? There's there's one in one LA. In, yeah, I think. and that's the dress code for hmm. those ones. So this is limited to 350 people. So get you. Yeah, what's the food? What did you say about the food? Um, I didn't. I was getting. I was getting to that. Thanks, Teresa. I appreciate it. Um, it's going to be a uh, a tray past hors d'oeuvres, live action food stations, and a wide selection of beer, wine, and spirits from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. So I guess drink and eat up before midnight. Live um, action. Plus selection of coffee what desserts the, the and animated food um, A midnight toast <laughs> to ring in the new the year. The live action food station. <laughs> real people <laughs> making real food. Yeah. Steve, you going there? I like this the no flip flop Thursday. Thing. Wednesday, Wednesday, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Steve's getting a tour tomorrow. You gonna put? Can you put anything on Twitter? Is it one of those like no pictures, no videos? Yeah, he's gonna have Twitter opportunities, but they will supply us. Don't wear flip flops and video. Do you wear flip flops? I don't don't seem like a flip flop kind of guy to me. I don't like the thing between my toes. Yeah, I don't either. The thong. Yeah. (laughs) At least we get the grand opening of the Edison finally. I'm excited. Even though it's coming the last day of the year, still made it for 2017. Awesome. 125 though. I mean, if I was That's paying that lot. much, I would want to make sure that I don't remember being at the Edison that night. So, so you're saying it's kind of a waste because you're forgetting the the whole idea mm-hmm. is that you're at the grand opening and now exactly. you've forgotten it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But exciting. Can't wait to get inside there. Rhino. Um, so mine is just quick and easy, and it's that the Walt Disney World has raised the, the Walt Disney World has raised prices for their uh, refillable mugs from 17.99. To the eighteen ninety nine unbearable price limit. There, um, it's good for oh the stay of your gosh. trip. You know how they work. Um, I, I, you know, Craig said this in the Daily Fix the other day. They are still a pretty good deal because they that's for your entire stay of your trip. And you know, mm-hmm. for those of you who like drink a lot of soda, soda's expensive at Disney World. So you yeah, might what if well. I'm only there two days? Well, yeah, I, mean, I think you can still make use of it for two days. Yeah, but. I mean, because you can get it and then That's go back That's a heck to of a room. lot of soda to drink to make up for that. I, I guess mean, you got well, your souvenir when you go well, home. It's like but. $3 a soda regularly, so 18 <laughs> divided by 3 is, what, 6? You so have yeah. 6, but you're not counting in coffee if you drink that in the morning. You're not, you know, tea. 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 
Let me ask you, you a question because I don't know the answer to this about the refillable popcorn. Because I was I was getting popcorn yet last night. Were we talking about popcorn? No, no. It, we're talking about refillable stuff. Oh. You know the refillable popcorn stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now the guy in front of me, he says, "Well, I I have a bucket. I lost it. You know, when's it expire?" And the cast member didn't know the answer to it, and I didn't know the answer either. The cast member just said he just refills the bucket. Whenever somebody brings up a bucket. Well, if he lost so, it, it doesn't matter. But um, he's going to buy another one, and maybe he's thinking about bringing it back next trip. They used to, when they started doing it, they said, so like whenever they did it at like Disneyland, they said this was for the summer. And they said, so you'd buy the bucket in like June, and it was good until the end of September. And but I don't know if they carried that over. Theirs was different. I think when it started at Walt Disney World, it was saying... <laughs> It was ten ninety nine to buy it, and then it was nine nine or ninety cents. It's like a dollar fifty now to refill it for a yeah. refill. But it was only. But back then they made it seem like it was only you could only have it that one day. Then they changed yeah. it like to a length of your stay mm-hmm. situation where you buy it the first day and you can refill it. Obviously, with annual pass holders, our length of stay is right. Well, they the have entire annual- year, so really, I think they will still refill them every single time. Until the promotion is yeah. over and they go back to no more refillable popcorn. Well, I thought there was an annual pass holder specific one you could get. They or was that, that just in Disneyland? Disneyland. Disneyland. Just Disneyland. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Sorry, they do a lot of annual pass holders but, out there. So. Well, the cast member didn't know. He said he just refills them, so I didn't know. Yeah, you know. I think that's. A, a, I'm sure they have some policy that one day someone will stop everything and be like, "No, you can't." They'll put a chip. You in can't it. refill it anymore. But I think for the time being, they'll put a barcode on the scan well, or something. Yeah. I know that they have different tops that are different colors on top of those uh, popcorn buckets. Like, there's uh, a green one, and I wonder if What if I don't bring the top? Mm, yeah. Lost the top. Yeah, I lost, lost the top. It. Lost the handle. I don't have the top. Uh, lost the spring break. I, I don't the like bucket. handles. I use a big gallon baggie. <laughs> I, I don't think please refill my baggie i lost the bucket hey could you refill my black garbage bag over here <laughs> it's the industrial size for the leaves here's the top <laughs> here's my lid to prove i had it yeah side question but yeah no it was a good side question I, at the end of the day <laughs> refillable options the most we can get that's that's the better they can I, come I, up. And I think that annual pass holders should be allowed to have ones that like it's theirs. We're here all the time. Why not? Who cares? Yeah. Why are you spending money us? anyways? Well, you penalize us because we have the most exp- like because we get a pass that's more expensive than a day to day ticket. And they're yeah. like, no, that's just for regular guests. I See, I bought a popcorn for Ferris and one for Finley, and it was like four twenty five each. And I'm like, huh? Should I? Should I bought the ten dollar one? Yeah. But then, do I really want to walk around with a bucket next time we come in? I don't know. And you'd be carrying the bucket. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it goes in a stroller. Yeah, we'll oh, wow. Look that up. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> intriguing popcorn talk. So we are almost out of time here, but just wanted to wrap it up with one more thing, and that is talking a little bit about Christmas because it is coming uh, towards the end there. and it's of, Less than of the two holiday weeks. Season. Oh, less don't say two. that I haven't finished my show. It's okay. So that's, I'm just going to pose the question. Feel free to answer it. Don't answer it. Uh, what is the most fun thing you've done Yet this year with Christmas, that's helped put you in the spirit. And and what are you what are you doing to celebrate this year? Oh, that's a tough Anyone. question. Oh, I'll go oh, first. Okay, Last sorry. night, uh, Candlelight Processional with Kurt Russell brought the kids. It was nice and cold outside, so we, you know, with all the Christmas music and everything, it really put us in the in the spirit. And walking around Epcot uh, with the Festival of the Holidays uh, was was wonderful. But I think that I think we've been we were decorated in our house for Christmas before Thanksgiving, so. 
it kind of started earlier for us, but I think last night really kicked it up a notch. I will say too, Kurt Russell is by far the best person I've ever heard <coughs> deliver the candlelight processional. Hmm. Uh, it's and it doesn't even have to do with the fact that you know he's been in absolutely everything yep. for the past forty years. Uh, just the command that he had standing up at the podium well, was completely. Yeah, it was like it was the only time I've ever been in a candlelight where you can't hear anything happening behind you. Like usually, you still hear the shuffling past. People are coming and going. You know, being loud near America, it was nothing. Everyone was silent, just listening to him. Granted, he was like a soft speaker, so. It wasn't, you know, you kind of had to listen if you were further in the back. But, you know, it's just, it's Kurt Russell. He's the, easily the most famous person yeah. they've ever had. And the amount of attention he paid to every single person that was singing yeah. all around him. I just, mean, he's perfect. And well, he's been perfect my entire I life. I asked Julie, I said, let's go see Candlelight Professional this year. I said, who do you want to see without hesitation? Kurt Russell. Oh, my God. Uh, Eli was she like, was such what, a fan a, girl. what an odd choice. And I was like. What, what do you mean? And he was like, "Oh yeah, I guess he was in Guardians of the Galaxy." And I was like, "Oh my god, I oh, want to slap I think you overboard. so hard right now!" Yeah. Overboard. Well, oh my god, overboard. Golden issues. I don't yeah. know what year it came yeah, out, but Disney oh movies. I'm talking Disney movies. I was a, I was a little yeah. child. What, overboard. And- no, no computer, computer wore tennis shoes. shoes. Overboard's not a Disney movie. I saw in the theater. No, I meant Disney. Like, because he was assuming they picked people based on Disney, whatever. And I was like, well, he's a Disney legend, isn't he? Yeah, he's a yeah, Disney. He was a Disney I, legend I was like, in '98. He's, he's been in a lot of Disney movies that you don't realize yeah. that were. He was supposedly the last name that Walt ever know, wrote down right? on a piece of paper. And he's naturally aged, right? He's not. There's nothing fake about him. He's just real. Well, I was. No, he he really is, and he's just a fantastic actor. Like I was even thinking back, I was trying to find a movie to watch that he's been in after seeing him. To that's also like Christmas related. Like not thinking about it. What Guardians of the Galaxy two? No, it's like I thought about it. Well, what's Christmas? Snow, and then the thing. I'm like, God, he is so incredible Mm -hmm. in that movie and the Escape movies. Yeah, he just does everything. So. Yeah, no, that, if you had the chance to see him... Uh, you went with Sky High after stars. all that, though. He said he'll be back yeah, next year. I love Sky High. I do, too. <laughs> I hope he starts coming back year-round. I'm sure they took care of him very well. Yeah, I mean, so he's like, oh, I'm coming back. <laughs> it's. I had a glass of his $15 three-ounce wine I know, me, too. <laughs> so it was Man, delicious. And the Chardonnay was 10 I was I like, know. really? <laughs> hey, but the bottles were like 70 and 50 so I can, I can understand. But, Teresa, <laughs> Christmas, Go. Christmas movies 24-7, Christmas yeah. music in the car constantly. Even when I, I'm just reading a book, I got the Yule Log on TV going because, <laughs> I don't know, it's all about. And Disney-related, just the decorations, the resorts, and the cold weather this year has really helped. Yeah. Right? It, it has helped a lot. And so. cooking, baking, it's all... And you know what I was thinking about? I, I have done very little Christmas shopping this year, which is kind of making me panic just a little bit. But my family would hate me to say this, but that's the very bottom of the line, bottom of the pile of what's important to me mm-hmm. is the gifts. It's the prep yeah. and the mm-hmm. just hanging, you know, and all. Yeah, it's that moment you feel when you're all together just 
yeah. bickering and arguing and fighting, but saying, this is my family. Right. And this is Christmas. Or after everybody goes to bed and I redecorate the tree because they put stuff in the wrong place. <laughs> you know? I love that, watching me, me in St. Louis and redoing the tree. Love me some Judy Garland. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. It's all good. Yes. Stevie? Uh, I have two. I will agree with Teresa on the weather being cooler this year. Made the Christmas party uh, get me in the Christmas mm-hmm. spirit that much earlier. Um, but also my uh, underdog pick was SeaWorld did an awesome job with Christmas this year. Um, and they had the best frozen hot chocolate I've ever had. Um, so if you have time to check out SeaWorld before Christmas season is over, I highly recommend it. So, so it's frozen hot chocolate? Yeah, have you never had frozen that. hot chocolate I've before? never. I Wouldn't really that just be a milkshake? Be a milkshake? No, no. <laughs> They've, they started doing this like before I moved to Florida. I remember like at Borders, they were like, all right, the theme drink this year for you guys to teach the cafe people is frozen hot chocolate. Well, I was what like, is it? what? It's like a slushy, but it tastes like a hot chocolate. Yeah, it's got that same powder. You know that powdery taste you get from a hot chocolate? It's no. that. No, I use real chocolate. When oh I make my God. Yeah. Get that powder, you're talking like Carnation Instant? Yeah, I'm talking like a hot chocolate, hot chocolate. that you would go like to the, get at a fair or something. You tear open the packet and you dump the hot oh, chocolate. Oh, who's going okay. to a fair to get hot chocolate? Teresa almost passed out. Who tears Jeez. open the packet? Oh, my God. Okay, never mind. Where I'm from, there are light festivals, and you go to those festivals, and you get the hot chocolate. With the little tiny hard marshmallows in there that really aren't. Yeah. yeah. But oh. that, but frozen like a slushy, and it's the best thing ever. Interesting. I'm not understanding, but I'm glad you had the best one <laughs> of did. your life. That's Sweet. So, that's okay. good. No, NC World, uh, like they have a cool ice skating show and like they had a whole little market that had food and hmm. drinks and they had they the got horn. the Rudolph characters this year. I didn't see do that. They? Do you have an annual pass over there? Do you, there or do you I buy? Do. You do? Okay. Because yeah. I know it's inexpensive. You didn't an go pass. see the Rudolph people while the you were bumbling, there? Sorry, the, no. They're all there? The Bumble. Yeah. The, the, bumbling. the Bumble's there. <laughs> Yukon the Cornelius. Oh my gosh. My alter ego. <laughs> right? Yeah. Was it a real person or was it like a? He doesn't no, know. He didn't see them. I didn't see it. They're they're the character versions of them. It's oh. not a real person. The Is the dentist there? The little dentist. I don't be believe dentist. I saw him in the pictures that Hermie. I saw for it. But his Hermie. name is Hermie. Cause say it like that. Hermie. Hermie. Her- <laughs> I don't. So someone tried to say it was Herbie, and I was like, "It's Hermie." No, Herbie's, Herbie's the love car. bug. Yeah. Right. Fully loaded. Rhino, you. <laughs> Um, I don't know. You're asking what I did this year. I mean, it was nice. I I finally put up my tree on Friday, and there is something about like pulling the tree out, decorating a tree that really does pulling the tree out of what the box. I realized as I was saying it. Oh yeah, it's a fake tree because we live in this garbage state. But I, I, you can get a real tree here, but it's like it's impossible to keep it. I tried the first or second year. You do real tree? Yeah, every year. I don't know. It's hard. They dry out. Our main tree is real. Well, they dry out because you're not watering them, or you didn't recut it when. You... Never mind. I have one reel and I don't seven fake in my tiny little house. Well, you get a saw and you do it anyway. It's, I could I've imagine him going out like one. Stu Lander, like getting a pickaxe. Right and here, I go. <laughs> <laughs> it's my Chris picks it up and puts it in the car. Well, now you've ruined my. You have Christmas a going. Ramming it in the car. <laughs> um, no, I mean putting it up. It was like the cold weather came at just the right time. Where I do guess. you put your tree? In my living room. Where at? In the corner. 
in front of a window. Have you been in his house? Yes, I have. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you know when you're sitting at my kitchen table, like uh-huh. the little glass table? Right, yeah. that area. Where the bar is, it's next to it. So like where the outdoor patio is. Oh, okay. You know the things okay. here? I'm sorry. I'm showing you where my sweaty arm is. I, um, <laughs> it's sweating. It's over there. So you can see it outside, but you can also see oh, it inside. Cool. And also, I'm terrified Artie and Rocket are going to try and pee on it like a real tree. Show us how, how tall yet. it is. How tall is it? Show us how tall it is. It's Actually, this is the first year because I, I'm not going home this year, unfortunately. But um, this is the first year I pulled out the real full-size tree. It's like an eight-foot-tall tree, yeah. and I forgot how wide the tree was. And that's where I was like, all right, well, this is half of my living room now. You got shimmy past it. Yeah. Am I the only one with a real tree? Yes. Yeah, we, I don't like them down We here. used to, but now we have all the... They're sad down here. The only thing I don't like about a real tree is um, they're made to look, you know, the perfect shape and all. But the branches are so spindly, it's hard to hang good ornaments on. Oh, well, if, you, if you buy a fake tree, you got to like invest in it, yeah. knowing that it's going to last you for yeah. a couple of years. You take what you spend on a real tree, you multiply it times five, and then that's how much you invest in a real tree. $7,000. My family, <laughs> the day after Thanksgiving, will go, and we do this every year, we go out and we like cut down our own tree. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just my parents. We used to do that that's when what I was we a kid. Did too. Yeah. Yeah. I was that so against cool. fake trees, so against it. But I was growing up, too. But but it's hard. It's like it's like what you said. They're they're very thin here. They get really. They're not like when you're from the woods where I'm from. Like, and I don't know what your area of Pennsylvania was like, but I'm assuming it was woodsy, judging by your shirt. And um, <laughs> that's what we judge it, it by. It, you know, you you walk around Christmas trees essentially all year long because they're yeah. everywhere. And so, like, when you've got one that, like, for me, even my, like, fake tree, it's a nice one. But I even said to Eli, like, this year, I think it's maybe getting on its last leg because even then it's it feels like it's kind of thinning out almost mm-hmm. here. And, you you know, I need a good I ornament. I tossed two fake ones this year. I just Sturdy yeah. ornament-bearing branches, you know. Mm. Disney makes heavy ornaments. I've realized every one of my Disney ornaments, I have to like bend the leaves over mm. around the ornament to keep it up and mm. like keep the leaf up in the air. The, the leaf, the branch. Yeah, and I you agree know what? with that. This year is the first year my mother didn't put up a real, wasn't going to put up a real tree or a, a Christmas tree, a full, tree? Si- a yeah. full size tree. So I was gifted the ornaments from my childhood and her childhood. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I'm all excited about that. That's cool. I was terrified where to put them though without, mm. you know, somebody knocking them down, but Yeah. I like that kind of a thing, all the I, traditions. Well, I pulled out uh I have an ornament and it's a train because if you know, I grew up on a railroad. The, the and it says 1980. The tracks which side? All sides. Okay. <laughs> um, and it uh you like I don't know. I think that was the moment for me where I was like, "Oh, got that real sad, depressing feeling about like when you're not home for Christmas." Because it was like, I don't remember that. Like, I don't know how. I think my mom slipped that in my bag or something like that because it's my. It says 1985 on it. It's my. Is this first your first ornament. year not yeah. going home for Christmas? It's the first one in a long time. I've done it once when I couldn't go home when I was working at Disney, so it's like tough. But. My best friend is coming down right after Christmas to spend my birthday with me, and so I'm super excited about nice. that. So I got a nice, nice present on the other side of it. So it's, it's okay, but it, but it is like I don't know. There's something about when you get that old ornament that you know, and it had my birthday yeah. on it, and I was like, all right, well, try not to ball my eyes mm-hmm. out while I put this up. Well, you know, like the first time you heard the Christmas shoes. Oh my oh, god! No, I'll be home for Christmas. <laughs> the I'm carpenters. Gonna... First time I heard that, the first year. 
1984 when I could not go back to Illinois for Christmas. I about drove off the highway. I was crying so hard. The first time I ever really saw Eli cry, and I'm sorry I'm embarrassing him on the show that he doesn't watch, but it, it, like, <laughs> it, he, I had never heard that song before, and I remember where we were. We're on Kirkman on the intersection of Conroy, and we're going to take the left, and he was like, oh, this song, and he po- turns it up, and I don't know who sings the Christmas shoes, but it might have been like a Bruce Springsteen version or something, so it was extra raspy. <laughs> no, Bruce would not do that. Uh, well, it was like the... Mama, and she got the shoot, and I was like, "Oh God!" And I was just listening, and I wasn't looking at him because I was like thinking in my head, "This is the most depressing song I've ever heard in my life." And I turned to the left, and Eli was covered in water and like sniffling and like dry heaving, and I was like. I do you have a personal connection to this song right now? Because <laughs> my mama, I, I want to buy like, you oh, these shoes. <laughs> it's just so sad. It, it was. I'm gonna have to go listen to it. And oh if my you think god! About it, it's like the Christmas it's mess song up that, my Spotify what's, playlist. What's, right. what, what is that song that makes all the dads cry? The Silver Spoon, the Cats in the Cradle, and the Silver oh, yeah, Spoon. Yeah. It's the Christmas version of that song. It's just like, <laughs> and Mama's dead on Christmas, and you're like, oh my god, why is yeah. this a Christmas song? I'm supposed to feel guilty about buying presents. There was this book that someone gave me when the kid, when Max and Grace were little, and it was a, I can't. It's called Babes in the Woods or whatever. But in the end, the children in the story die, and the animals <laughs> cover them up, oh cover God. them up with leaves and leave them there because the horrible home they lived in was so bad they just walked off into the woods and died. And I and I did not know this. And I'm reading this a bedtime story. And I get to the end, and I realized when I turned and I saw the illustration, I'm thinking. Oh my lord! These children are going to die in this story, <laughs> and they did. And the little animals were. And they up did. Oh jeez! Yes. I thought oh, they'd like they end up at Twisty Treat or something. Their little shoes and the snow covered. Did your children give you that book? No, someone gave it oh, to okay, me. Oh, okay. Because I was like, "Is it a comment on your parenting?" No, it was some, somebody <laughs> gave it to me, but I don't think they read it through. Oh, hit my kid right You get to the end, and book. it's like, "Oh my god!" So. Merry and Christmas. That's, well, that's a good place. Unless <laughs> Rhino's got one more. Well, we celebrate Christmas here by crying about Christmas death. <laughs> yeah, I'm we do. Sorry. So I'm gonna go home and make cookies tonight and hard candy. That's peppermint. I know candy. we didn't we didn't make any treats for the show this year. I know, but Sad. that's okay. No, we didn't. It's all right. I didn't have time to. It's all good. So no, we'll do it next year. I was year. hoping for Steve's decorated little mac and cheese last year. Oh yeah, they were awful. Yeah, they were very Bad. not good. <laughs> no, they were good. I, I'd have to watch it back to see Hang if on, I could I just remember. got a text message from your mother. Yeah, I think she, she sent it. Is she saying, out. don't talk about my favorite song, The Christmas oh, Shoes? No, she, she sent me a picture of her tree, yeah. her real tree. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Okay. That's my mom. That's so, my mom. <laughs> that's my mama <laughs> see you soon mom okay well that's gonna do it for this episode uh of the year the last one so uh i know we had a really great year a lot of fun things happened and i know 2018 is gonna be a banner year a banner year it'll be the best year since 2017 it's gonna be better I'll tell you that much i all we can all hope we can i'm, all I'm hope. praying yes yes good so just <laughs> You do you. Okay. So, <laughs> you do you. I'll do me. And, uh, yes. <laughs> I just want to take a second to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, uh, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate this time of year. If you celebrate nothing at all, then just enjoy the weather, whether good or bad. Uh, and we will see you again in 2018 with the next uh, episode of The Dis Unplugged. But until then, everyone, just... Uh, Merry Christmas.